board the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. The Truth Express isn't alone today. No, no, ma'am, no, sir. We have a co-host, Phyllis Gross, who's helping me. And we also have, coming up, evangelist Al Garza. He was ordained uh, by God in a good church in Sierra Vista, uh, Arizona. Al Garza began preaching, teaching, and healing by the Holy Spirit at the age of 13. Wow. Shortly after uh, accepting Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He's a nationally respected authority on numerous issues which surround the world as we perceive it today. The answers are found in the Bible. He's a Bible-preaching, Bible-following preacher, which is relevant today. And in our and our answer and uh, uh, our rule and guide is in the Bible. We can find it more and more. More and more people are afraid today. More and more people are scared today. We're practicing PTSD. It all started with the COVID. You have the COVID, people get scared. People get scared. They lose their common sense. They don't know where to go or where to look. It's been there all the time, the Bible. And his uh, website is ocsministry.com. Al, welcome, Brother Al. How are you doing? Good morning, Brother. I am richly blessed, and what an honor to be on your show. Uh, We are so happy to have you, and Phyllis is also here. Good morning, Brother Al. Good morning, Sister Phyllis. How are you? I am honored to be on the show as well. Now, just jump in anytime you want to. Um, I'm going to ask you a real good question at the very start. A lot of people are looking and they're asking questions. Well, excuse me, when is Jesus going to return? More people are say, are saying uh, they're reading the Bible. that has a direct correlation to today's news. And they're saying, when is Jesus going to return? I think right now what's happening, we're having a separation between the wheat and the shaft. That's my own feeling. I want your opinion, uh, Al. Well, that's, that's very correct there, brother. Very, very correct. As a matter of fact, you should predict it. First of all, the church age in Matthew, I believe it's 16 and 18, and we've gotten away from that unity in Jesus, in other words. Uh, and then uh, let me give you a scripture in John 17 and 21. It says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and and I am in you, and may they be in you also, so that the world will believe you sent me. The reason I brought that up, and, and in fact, the Lord gave it to me, is because you're right. The world is fearing right now. They were fear, and the, and the main reason for it is because they're missing Christ. Unity in Christ, there would be no fear. There is no fear in Christ, not whatsoever. Now, I'll ask you, this sounds a little weird. Is America worth saving? And I'm saying this from, uh, I think, from the constitutional standpoint, we had a constitution inspired by God. We had the prayer to the, uh, the pledge to the flag. We had prayers in school. That's all gone. We uh, have abortion on the rise. We've also got, uh, uh, in the last uh, 30 years or such a time, we have no more respect for laws. That has gone down. When you disrespect the laws, you've got the abortion issue. You've got people turning away from God all the time. Are we really worth saving at this point? I just hope and pray we can come back, but I'm really worried about our country's soul. 
You, that's a very good question, and the answer is yes. It is a very good, the, this nation was birthed, as you just mentioned, but with the uh, the Holy Spirit uh, and and the Constitution. And the reason for it is Jesus, when he first began his church, he said in in I believe it's Matthew sixteen and eighteen, and I say unto all that uh, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And America was commissioned to follow such a note. And if you know. Uh, some of the preachers that I know from uh, way back would be, for example, um, uh, Jimmy Swaggart, uh, Billy Graham, and, and, and people as such. They have brought in millions, millions and millions, not money, but souls. And the reason America was brought about and ordained by the Lord Jesus Christ is to take the gospel throughout the world. And that's what we've done. And if you notice, this is why evil is so desperate and so eager in, 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 in wanting to destroy this United States, because if we go down, they will try to bring Israel down, and they may even succeed. So we've got to be very, very cautious about that and continue preaching the unity in Christ. In other words, preach the cross, and that's what we do, the message of the cross. For that well, very the, the only, the only uh, country in the world who tells our people our rights are given to us, not by a king, not by a ruler, but by God. Then this Amen country, we believe that. And then we come by and we talk, there are 30 different sexes, 60 different sexes. Who knows? It just goes on and on. I mean, things that we are hearing today just are incredulous. And we know that it's not true, but they're trying to pass it off as true. And this is, is the, this is the lies and deceit that we're being fed every single day when you tell Say there are 30 different sexes. A doctor doesn't know a boy from a girl when they're born. I mean, I don't want that doctor. But, I mean, it's absolute crazy stuff. Phil's oh, I got hear a question. You. Yeah. Oh, you I hear something. you. Absolutely. You know what, in, in, brother? In Romans 7 and 6, it says, But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead within, wherein we, we were held, that we should serve in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. And the church is composed of born-again believers who have faith and accepted Christ in John 1 and 12. And that thereby there lies the problem. The problem is real simple. We've lost our focus on the cross. We've lost our, obviously lost our focus on Jesus. And, and hence, we've got what you got here, nothing but evil. But we can correct it by, again, unity in Jesus Christ. If we do that, we'll conquer this, and we can do it. It's not, it's not just us. A lot of the churches have lost their mission. That a lot of the correct. churches. Now, you went through a lot of churches. You started out Roman Catholic and different religions. You went through that. And you finally found that uh, churches and people who were willing to preach the gospel out of the Bible. Now, that is correct. What, what's happened is a lot of these churches, they have become woke churches, Church of the Woke. I mean, they no longer, it isn't easy being a Christian now. It isn't easy. And Christ was toughest on his own apostles, right? That is right. Now, therefore, the, 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 the church is people rather than denominations, and this is where we lose sight of, of Christ. Uh, yes. It's not buildings. It's the body of Christ of which he is the head, and that would be found in Ephesians, if I remember correctly. And a lot of it has to do with uh, um, their, their beliefs, and they differ to some degree. But I've never left that and allowed it to dissolution my vision. My vision remains focused on Christ. And thereby, if it's one soul that can be saved per day or one soul per hour, that's wonderful. Let's praise the Lord for that. 
And for the first time in, 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 in history, God actually dwells his people permanently and eternally through the power of the Holy Spirit, and we've lost sight of that as well. You're focused like a laser. Go ahead, Phyllis. You wanted to ask Al something. You've known Al for years, haven't you? I have. Um, so, Brother Al, in regards to an individual such as yourself with your background and such, can you just share briefly how your faith in Jesus Christ is impacting your current community? Oh, absolutely. And it's a very, very good question because my faith is, goes back, as the brother just mentioned a little earlier as he opened, uh, I've known the Lord for many years. I was Catholic, and not being able to speak English at 13, we moved to California, where I actually received the, the Lord and, and, and basically spoke in tongues, uh, and then it was prophesied that I would be, that the Lord had called me to the ministry of preaching, teaching, and healing. Thereafter, I, I became very in tune to the Lord, and over the years, I've, in, in reflecting back, I've been in accidents. I was in combat in Vietnam. Uh, in the hot spots, I mean, combat for 13 months, and I, 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 here I am preaching. Uh, I got hit by a car. Uh, I mean, and, and over and over, there are things that have happened. The only way that I know of that I could have come through that is if Christ was with me, and I know that for a fact. So when I preach about Christ, I, I preach it out of my heart and not, not head knowledge. I preach it from my heart and, of course, the Word of God. And all the way through, things that have happened to me, it's been the Lord has brought me through and given me the strength at 76. Uh, I often do wear out. I get tired. But at 76, I sometimes, most of the times, I would say I feel 19. And that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with Christ. Wow. Now, one of the things you were talking about was in Vietnam. Now, you used a gun, obviously. And uh, a lot of people say, well, Christians shouldn't be using guns. Didn't Christ tell people to pick up the sword at one point? Am I mistaken about that, or didn't he? He wasn't no, one of these wimpy people who said, somebody comes after you, don't do anything. I've Don't turn the other cheek. Is there a dichotomy in what's going on with what uh, he preached versus uh, what's going on today? Because a lot of people are pro-gun. I'm pro-gun. You're pro-gun. But uh, would you say that Jesus would have told his people, don't pick up guns, don't do that, pray for them? Well, you notice the ones that say that are the ones that are picking up guns themselves. I mean, it's the, the evil ones that, that demand that to strip us away from our, our rights, not to mention, obviously, the guns that you're speaking of. I see nothing wrong with owning a gun. I saw nothing wrong when I was 18, 19, uh, going into Marine Corps and fighting for the country. Uh, I knew that uh, the oath that I took was, uh, when, when we took the oath, it was uh, for, for God and country. So that, to me, indicated that God meant a lot, meant everything, and obviously the country meant everything as well. So here we are. Now we're fighting evil that happens to be in politics, and they're telling us and demanding that we got to surrender without having a gun to defend ourselves, and that's really what they want. They want to strip us even of that. That's not going to happen. The Lord told us to fight, and you're right, it's a sword of the Spirit, and that would be the Word of God. But we are supposed to not turn the other cheek, but to stand tall in the name of Jesus. And that's what we're doing. This is why the nation is what, what it is. And this is why they are so desperate to destroy us. But they're not going to succeed. You bet. Now, go ahead, Phyllis. So right along with that, Brother L, I'd like to ask in regards to your understanding of Psalm 91. 
called God's shield of protection. And specifically, if you're willing to share maybe one incident where, where, and if you did stand on Psalm 91 as God's shield of protection for you while you served in Vietnam. Let me look into Psalm 91 right now, this very minute. And that's the one where it's uh, God will protect and rescue. I believe in that one. I also believe in uh, 51. Um, let me read. Let me read something here uh, real quick. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall be no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh by thy dwelling. And let me share something with you. Again, at 76, uh, in, in, it was basically demanded that we take this uh, so-called um, uh, jab. I don't believe in jabs. I believe in the, the power of the Lord. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And according to 91, I've stood on that in many, many times, including and to include the jab. And I've not taken the jab, and I'm healthier than most people are at 19. I haven't taken a jab. I haven't taken any of it. I am in good health. Why take a jab when I've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and the Lord is living in my heart? We'll be right back with Al Garza. OCS Ministry. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Simple question, and we're talking with Al Garza, Minister Al Garza, Evangelist Al Garza. You've been around a lot of different places, a lot of different churches. You've seen some good, you've seen some not so good. But one of the things that we have to understand, we've got a secularism that's being preached to us right now. It's called wokeness. Wokeness is its own religion. It is all religions and no religion at the same time. They believe in the collective, the collective being woke. I believe that God created individuals. And I'd say, I've said this numerous times, people have heard, I don't mean to be redundant, but you can't repeat it often enough. There in this entire world, even with identical twins, no two people have the same fingerprints. I find that to be amazing that God believes in the individual comment on that versus the collective that they want to put us into. Well, that's very true. As a matter of fact, um, if you, um, in, in, in scripture, what the bottom line is going to be this brother, the cross is going to be the dividing line that, between 
the apostate church and the true church. And most churches today are not preaching the cross. They stay away from it. They're afraid of it. When they have fear, you obviously know what fear stands for, and it's for evil. Right. And and, and there's a lot of darkness out there. And, I've, and you're right, I've preached among uh, many, many different churches, uh, and they don't believe, and they'll they'll tell you uh, uh, political correctness, and they'll tell you don't insult anybody, uh, don't do this and don't do that. I believe in right. just preaching out of the Bible. If the Bible insults you, then you've got the problem, not me. That's the way it's supposed <laughs> to be. <preached. laughs> and, and, so uh, in you, fact, be- you believe, uh, like I do, that God has chosen the individual. Now, you, when you talk about Jesus, you have to accept Jesus as an individual. And I think during this lockdown, even with the COVID thing, even though uh, now I, I got in trouble because I tried to tell the truth about COVID and got banned from Twitter and other places, that's okay. I could care less. I told a friend of mine that. I said, I just got banned from Twitter. They said, what took you so long? It took them so long. Well, mm-hmm. if you're not over the target, you ain't going to catch flack. Now, that's 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 the truth. Now, when we're talking about this, if you are talking about the collective, we are a group of people who are all believers. You've got to believe in yourself. You have to accept Jesus in your own heart. And this happened during the COVID. People were cut off. And a lot of them discovered Jesus in their own heart. A lot of them started reading the Bible at home. This could have been a good time for people to do that, to start reading the Bible and to find Jesus, because Jesus is within you. You've got to find him within you. You can't do it collectively. You can in a church. They can help to guide you. But you but you can't follow as a collective. You have to find Jesus yourself, don't we? We all have to. That is correct. And that's the reason I, I used uh, the... Um... Uh, the, the the previous scriptures is because as as the examples here, let me read something to you. This one happens to be one of my uh, very favorite script or verses, I should say, and this comes from the uh, the Apostle Paul in First Corinthians chapter one, verses seventeen through eighteen. And this is I stand by this, brother. Let me read it to you. For Christ sent me. He's this is uh, the Apostle Paul. He's speaking to the yeah, Corinthians. Go ahead. For, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Here it is, cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Therefore, I stand on that, and here I am today. I stand on that very, very, those two verses, and others, obviously, but these mostly. And so far, I've not been sick. I have not had to take the vaccine. I am walking tall. Nothing bothers me. I walk straight, and I stay focused on the cross. I stay focused on Jesus, and here it is, 76, and I'm one of the classic examples. That's all the Lord. Now, I wanted to have you on because people needed something positive. They needed a direction, and they needed that today. And a lot of people are starting to give up hope. They're feeling that it's all over, but don't give up hope uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please don't. You can be steadfast and you can change. If you've been bad before, it's never too late. If you've been good, keep on the same path. But accepting Jesus will be our salvation as people, as a civilization, as a country. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Christianity, and you've written this, uh, Al Garza has, is not a religion. What is it? Well, it's more than that. It's a personal relationship with uh, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen to that. And Matthew 16, 18 gives you the whole thing. Now, when I was reading the Bible, especially Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all said that God doesn't love you unconditionally. Now, John mm-hmm. said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who believeth in him shall not perish. But when you're going to Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they go, and Jesus came back and he said, I haven't come to change the laws. I've come to fulfill the laws. God wants us to follow certain laws. Now, the people who are in power now say, we don't have to follow laws. You can go in and you can do this, that, and the other. But we have certain laws that God gave us that he wants us to follow. This is a, they weren't 10 suggestions, they were 10 commandments. And this is very important that people understand that without our laws, we cease to exist as a civilization. We have to have law, we have to have order, we have to be supportive of those who are doing the right thing and the police and the military, those who are doing the right thing. And we've got to have that. They're trying to break down the laws, aren't they? That is correct. That is correct. And you're so true. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, um, that the, the Mosaic Law, if you will, this Mosaic Law, the only way that you can do that, that you can actually follow the law, especially Mosaic Law, is if you know Christ. If you're a born-again Christian, you know that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you know that uh, the body, the flesh, is weak. The spirit right. may be willing, but the but the flesh is weak. So what do you, what does that tell you? It tells me that if I stay focused on the Lord, and if for some reason I break one of the commandments, which we all do, then the, the best thing you can do is to dust yourself off, look up to the Lord, repent of what you just committed, and ask the Lord to forgive you, and keep on trying and trying and trying, and you will succeed. But only only if you know the Lord, you can't do it on your own. The flesh won't allow it. The flesh loves sin. We've got a sin nature. Thereby, we're going to break every law because the flesh demands it. But when you're with the Lord, you shy away from that because you've got the Holy Spirit that dwells in you, and he will dwell on in only the, those that have accepted the Lord as their Savior. If you haven't accepted the Lord, 
you don't have the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And it's quite obvious in the way they work and the way they do things. They break a law and they find it to be uh, rather amusing. Where I do not, neither do you. And that's because we follow the Lord. That's a way to continue the law. You can't do it on your own. Well, they're following the dictates of someone like uh, the beast, uh, 666, who said, what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So we are certainly fighting. We are in a battle right now between good and evil, aren't we, Al? Absolutely. These are the last days. Now, keep this in mind. Now, the church is here to do its its commission to preach the gospel and to bring in as many souls. Now, once the... the, um, uh, the, 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 a lot of people don't believe in this, the rapture, but it's also, it's called caught up. The word rapture doesn't exist in the Bible, but it defines caught up to the T in verse 17. I believe in the first Corinthians there, 51 to 57, if I remember correctly, but it does say caught up, which means that the church will no longer be in on earth. It'll be now the Holy Spirit will be gone as well. And the Jewish, let me just say this, Scripture makes a distinction between the nation of Israel and the church, us. There is some overlap uh, individually, but many Jews believe in Jesus as their Messiah, and that's key, brother. And are there, therefore the part of the church that believes in the covenants? And, and, and in this particular case, God's covenants with the nation of Israel, they've not yet been, been fulfilled, not those promises await fulfillment during the millennial kingdom after the church ends. And that's found in Ezekiel 34. And that's by, it's where the problem is going to be. Now, there will be the tribulation saints that will come into play. Those are the ones that will be saved. And that's, but it's unfortunate because without the Holy Spirit, first of all, we can't do a thing. And you already know that. Right. And the problem that we see in the future is that the, the Antichrist is going to be fighting for his existence but he's not going to win, but he's going to take a lot of souls with him. And our job as a church is to bring the souls into the kingdom as many as possible. And we, we've got the power right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. And if we lose that, we've got nothing. We've uh, had so much negative that I wanted to bring somebody on who could give a positive answer and something that really works. We're not going to find it through ourselves. We're only going to find it through Jesus. And the situation has become... So I wanted to do this, and hopefully if uh, having you on affects one or two people, we may have saved lives, because people are, have got a collective PTSD going right now in this country. They're afraid. They don't know what to do. And when you're afraid, you make silly decisions and silly remarks and things. So that's something that's really, really pretty bad. So it's happening. We see it. You see it with people. People are not the same, even in their driving, Al. Even in their driving, they're not the same. They're not treating people the same. Fill us the haven't you? That's right. Now, people who are in fear of the evil, let, let's keep that in mind. Um, we're surrounded by, uh, need, we need the Lord in, in, in our lives. So those that fear, that is not of God. Joshua 1 and 9, he tells us, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. With whatsoever thou goest. And then in First Peter 3 and 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you. A reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear of the Lord. Bottom we have line, hope. We can do better. We are doing better, aren't we, Phyllis? I think we are changing. You're seeing people changing, aren't you, for positive. 
Yes, and hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. Amen to that. Some of the listeners obviously are, as we would say, you know, we're preaching to the crowd. We know that phrase. But should there be a listener that needs some hope, um, quite often a testimony of a situation where you were so hopeless or helpless and called on Jesus, might you share that with our listeners? Well, first of all, as I mentioned earlier, when I was 13, uh, first off, I'm, I was adopted and I had a lot of issues, a lot of issues. I called them the Lord in my own way, um, basically because I felt that I was out of place. I was not, uh, my parents were really not my parents. So I underwent that. I had a lot of issues until I, even after I got married. So to answer your question, my stance has always been in, in the fact that, um, well, let me give you a, let me give you a, um, a scripture. Well, let, let's, let's go with um, John 3 and 3. And you know that one, fellas. Being born yes. again. Okay, and that's really what helped. Because once I did that, um, my life began to change. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I was born again at that point in time because I saw, I saw two, two different possibilities, and though they were synonymous. It says, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So I wanted to be born again, in a sense, in, in, in here on earth or in the, in the physical body. But at the same time, I became born again spiritually. So I whipped the world twice without even knowing it. And from that point on, my life began to change, although it took all these years to become, as, as, most, as the earth would claim, positive. Well, that meant that, I, that my positive outlook was Jesus Christ. And if people do that, their lives will change. Because without Christ, the flesh will not succeed. It just won't. So being born again is very, very important. The key, remember, and then the brother just wrote a little, uh, read a little bit ago, for God sent his son not into the world, not to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And that's key. Through him, Jesus Christ. Al, I'll tell you, let me tell you a story. I was adopted when I was nine months old. That's one of the reasons I'm so against abortion. And you, you too, you wouldn't be here if we had abortion back then. Now, yes, one sir. of the things is, uh, so I have no idea who my parents were. It doesn't matter to me because parents I had were great. But I'll tell you, we had some things that nobody else had. Now, when we were going to school, people were wondering where we came from. And it was everything from the stork to you name it. And all the kids oh, had yeah. different ideas. And I was the only one who knew where I came from. I said, I know where I came from. I came from Family and Children's Agency. I don't know about you, but that's where I came from. I I kind of thought of it like a store where they must have a bunch of little kids there. But I knew where I came from. See, we had a leg up on. We knew where we came from. And we were chosen. We were chosen. As we were chosen, it didn't just happen. We were chosen. And we also believe on the abortion issue that uh, there are over 100 places in the Bible where it says that God knew us before we were born. God knew us before we were born. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something? Doesn't that give you hope? It does me. Well, it does me too, brother. It uh, it does me too. I didn't know we were that close to being alike. I didn't know that till just now. You really learn things about people, brother Al. We we are brothers and having the same upbringing, right? 
That is correct. The, what sends out a lot to me is Psalms 51, the first three verses especially. Have mercy upon me, and I do this a lot. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Boy, I tell you, that, that is heavy. And, it, and the Lord, if the minute you reach out to him, he's standing by waiting. Come, my son. Come, my daughter. I will take care of you. You are forgiven. And when we do that, whether you're an adopted child, whether you're a legitimate child, whoever you are, we are all his children. By the way, God has no grandchildren. We're all his children. And he takes care of us all. All we got to do is ask. Absolutely. And what we're trying to do is to let people know that in a hopeless world, there is hope. But the hope comes through Jesus Christ. When you find Jesus, everything straightens around, everything's better. But there is no such thing in this world as coincidence. People saying, how's this happening? It's all happening by coincidence. No, (laughs) it isn't. Most of the things happen by planning or what you've done before coincidence does not really play into it. Uh, very no, seldom do you have a coincidence occur. No, there, there is no coincidence. We've got no more that there is karma. It's God and then evil. It's all that there's only two. And the most powerful, obvious, is, is God, the creator. He is the most powerful, and he will succeed at what he's doing. Everything is going on. He knows about it. He knows what's going on, but he also knows his children. And he's right now, he's got his children anointed. And we are in full blast. We're in full mode, and we're ready to fight spiritually. We got the sword out, according to Ephesians six, uh, chapter 6, I believe it is, uh, verses 10 through 18. We are fighting with that sword. We've got the armor of God, and there's nothing, absolutely zero, that's going to conquer us because God is with us. Now, the next thing he's going to tell us is that there are only two sexes. <laughs> the world has gone the world has gone crazy when the world goes on tilt write your own self that's what that i think right. write your own yeah. self because we're this is we aren't here the, that long the eternity is right. a long time we aren't here that long are we out no not the at scheme all scheme of things no no so think about look at it, the big picture you've got to look at the eternity because you're going to spend a long time over there and uh, I feel like that uh, people had better start to get uh, get their act together. We're at a point where we've got to get our acts together. And it's an individual thing, Al. So if your church, um, Aubrey Shines told me this. He has a church in uh, Tampa, Florida. He said, if your church isn't preaching American exceptionalism and your church isn't preaching the gospel, get out of it. Go, get out of it. Yep. They're not That's preaching what, what God wants you to know. And I agree with that, don't you? I do totally. Absolutely. You betcha. Putting the down only... our country and not preaching the gospel. Excuse me. I get excited about this. And then calling yes. yourself a church is the wrong way to go. That's exactly right. No, you got to preach the gospel. That's what we're here for. And um, <laughs> when we preach the gospel, we, we actually, we need... We need scripture. We need to make sure that we stay within the borderlines of scripture and not fabricate anything like in, uh, like I just uh, read a little bit ago in uh, uh, Psalm 51. And uh, by the way, on, on the verse 4, it says, Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. 
that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest, which leads me to a conclusive uh, statement to you, I believe, um, pretty quick here. Um, there are three steps that I'm, that I'm aware of, three stairs, I should say, to the, to the stairway to heaven. The first one is justification, and I'm sure that you know, and, and Phyllis knows, justified by grace. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, that's your first step. Your second step would be sanctification. I call it boot camp. You're in training. Sanctification, you're being created, recreated by being born again. You're being sanctified, and you're becoming holy. The third would be, after you've completed the two, would be when you go to your glory. The, the last step would be glorification. That's your final step when you go to meet the Lord. And those are the three. If you stick with those three, you'd be just fine. You know, in the South, we used to do something. If you had a problem, you'd open up the Bible, put your finger on verse, and read it. Normally, it had the answer for you. That shows mm-hmm. you there are ways to do that. We'll be right back mm-hmm. to Garza. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Happy to have a co-captain riding with us, Phyllis and uh, Phyllis Gross. And you know a lot. You've known Al for years. Go ahead, ask uh, Al anything you want to, Phyllis, or something you feel like the people would be interested in could help us all. Okay, Brother Al, we see in these um, last two years many leaders that were more of a chief than a servant unto their people. They are falling. They are stepping down for many different reasons. So if you would say um, to the listeners that we who say we are followers of Jesus, do we live and lead like a chief or more like a servant? Well, that's a good question. And my answer is always I jump uh, jump the gun because I am a servant of Christ. I am here to serve the Lord and it's a capacity that he's ordained me to be an evangelist, a minister, if you will, a reverend. My focus is the flock. So I am also their servant. I'm not their boss. I'm not their chief. I'm not their commander. My commander and their commander is Jesus Christ. And I stay focused on that. I am a servant of Christ. That is a very good question, Phyllis. Now, uh, one of the things that uh, I noticed was that... Donald John Trump, when he had COVID, I was talking with Paula White, who is his spiritual advisor, and she said he had a come to Jesus moment. I said, what do you mean by that? Of course, I've heard that before. And what what she said was, this is a period, and he said this, he dropped out of the Presbyterian Church, 
and went to a non-denominational church, one that was spirit-filled, changed. He made a major change, and we saw a change in him. He became more, fewer of the irrational-type tweets that he was doing, that type of thing. He was always a good man, but he sometimes people didn't like the way he spoke. Well, a lot of people didn't like the way Jesus spoke either. You know, I mean, I I think, in my opinion, it's altogether possible, and I hate to get uh, too far out on it, but I think that Donald John Trump was chosen by God. Otherwise, he still wouldn't be alive today. I think God has protected him, and I think he knows that God's protected him, and he's had a major change after the COVID. Uh, Your comment on that from from a religious standpoint, but a spiritual standpoint, and what do you think? Do you think that, or do you think that he's a braggadocio-type person who's unfit for office? I think nothing of the same. Go ahead. Well, even if he he was a braggart, and a lot of people say that uh, they consider him to be rude, if rudeness is what it's going to take to to get us back on on, on, to par, then rudeness it, it, it will be. Now, in in, uh, in the book of uh, Galatians, chapter 4, uh, verse 6, it says, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if I, if a son, then an heir of God through Christ, which leads me to Trump. If Trump hadn't been aboard, look at what we've already would have been on the chopping board some years ago. When Obama came in, and I'll say that, Boldly, when Obama came aboard, what was the first thing that came out of his mouth? Hope and change have come to America. Why change something that already works? So my, right. Uh, right. I became I, I became very cautious in, in watching this man because he was there to change and changes he made. Now, the, in reverse, Trump did the other. Although he may be rude, and again, rudeness may be what this country needed at that time. Right, he right. He, somebody, somebody speak up and call it what it is. So, I mean, yeah. uh, there's a time when Jesus went in with a whip on the money changers, and so that was a very polite thing to do. He wasn't <laughs> walking around with a flowing robe, uh, just uh, spewing aphorisms of sweetness and light to people. No, he was tough. He stood up, didn't he? That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, down below, let me read this. Is here? This is definitely of God. In, in Galatians 4 and 9, it says, But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly um, elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? Boy, if that doesn't describe today's politics, there would be no other scripture to speak of. That's where we're at, and that's because, we, again, we've abandoned the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, keep this in mind, when Trump came aboard, and you mentioned that a little bit ago. He's a believer. No matter how you cut it, he's a believer, and he's definitely ordained of the Lord. And Obama was not. He's to the left. It's quite that simple. And you can tell a Christian, a born-again Christian, by the way they act, the way they talk, their likes and dislikes. And you can also tell who the evil ones are. Your That's actions right. Your are critical. And that is correct. Great. Go ahead, Phil, real quick before we go. Right, and Brother Al, it's... It says that we can be angry as long as we do not sin. Thank you, Al. Thank you for being on OCSMinistry.com. Or the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running where your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. We need Mr. E. Moore to join us. I know he was on just a couple of weeks ago, but we need him because Jonathan W. E. Moore, principal of E. Moore to Associates, practices constitutional and food and drug law in Washington, D.C., before federal courts and agencies. Somebody who understands constitutional law, we're at a constitutional crisis in this country. He's the only attorney in American history to defeat the FDA eight times in federal courts, seven times on First Amendment grounds. He's the author of Global Censorship of Health Information, uh, The Rise of Tyranny, Restore the Republic, uh, and his book, The Authoritarians. Oh, man, what a title. Mr. E. Moore, when you named it The Authoritarians, you saw it coming, and it got worse and worse, and it's even worse now. Everybody's calling it authoritarian, what we have now, how we got to where we are today, and what we can do. That's the authoritarian's incredible book. So much to discuss today. The FBI raid and the Pelosi hoist on her own petard, and much more. You can read a lot of his articles at townhall.com, emord.com. Uh, Pelosi hoist with on her own petard. Uh, this is incredible. Mar-a-Lago raids. What will DOJ do in, uh, with all this? Uh, I mean, it's just an incredible, incredible situation, isn't it? Yes, it's very threatening to uh, our republic to have the Justice Department politicized in this way and the FBI politicized. Uh, it's uh, really dire when you consider that if this precedent they've established is followed in future, we would just have an endless cycle of presidents coming in and destroying their predecessors through the use abuse of the uh, state. And that's what's happening with Donald Trump. When you look at the subpoena, I mean, excuse me, the uh, warrant that was issued, it yeah. really just reeks of abuse from the fact that uh, it's so overbroad, any reasonable judge would not have granted it. Uh, the, the Constitution under the Fourth Amendment requires that the items to be seized be identified with particularity and that the location of where they are be so identified. Here you have the unprecedented act of a subsequent administration trying to uh, use the warrant power to invade the home of the prior president, and it doesn't even meet the basic requirements of the Fourth Amendment as to the reasonableness. And indeed, the statutes that they cite as the legal basis are also uh, inapplicable or subject to great uh, uh, question that should have resulted in a determination that, look, you had used a subpoena before to get evidence, you received 15 boxes of that material, uh, a subpoena is working. That is the less, that is the least intrusive means. Which that was, that was June twentieth. They did that June twentieth. 
They had right. all the, the boxes and they totally put a padlock on the room, which right. we did. But the warrant was so broad, you could drive a dump truck through it. You've never seen a warrant like that, have you? Well, uh, not one that has been granted. And the, and the problem with that is that, <laughs> look, <clears throat> you've got a situation very plainly that um, you just screams of abuse of power that's before this Reinhardt, who himself has a conflict of interest. He should have declined to address it because of those conflicts. Indeed, the legal ethics rules would seem to require that. But instead, he acts upon it and he grants, allows it to happen. Now, we see the warrant, but we don't see the affidavits that are attached. And we ought to see those. This is a matter that's unprecedented. The Attorney General should release the affidavits as well. The public has a right to know. They've turned this into a national crisis. The Justice Department's own rules urge them to take no such action preceding an election. Here they're doing it right before the midterms, and indeed they know that it's imminent based on his statements that Trump will announce. So they're they're using this obviously uh, as a political ploy, and no one's, no one's uh, confused about that. I don't think anybody in the Justice Department is confused about that. And the Attorney General's five-minute presentation did nothing to quell those uh, concerns because he's not yet explained why it is that they are going after Trump in this way, particularly because in his own statement, he admitted that it's common practice for the Justice Department to use the least intrusive means, and they had succeeded in using a subpoena, and they had no reason to believe that there was a lack of cooperation, so they obviously didn't use the least intrusive means. But when you look at the statutes they're relying on, my goodness, they don't even apply. You got twenty seven you have eighteen USC section twenty seventy one, and that is uh for instances where documents are filed or lodged with a agency, a court, or the Congress of the United States like Nancy Pelosi gave uh, was given a, a a lodge uh, received a copy in Congress, in the well of the Congress, of the official copy of Donald Trump's State of the Union address. And under that section 2071, if you remove or conceal or mutilate uh, those formal records, you're guilty of a felony. You can go to jail she for three years. She ripped it up in front of everybody, in front of the whole world. Right That's what she did. Right. And, and so she committed that felony for the whole world to see. She knew what was in that uh, presentation. She knew she didn't like it. Her aide said she tore it up because she hated it. So we know that she had direct intent. Under the statute, you have to have specific intent. She had it. They didn't do a doggone thing to her at all. Then you got even, Donald even Trump. The, even the FBI, Sorry. the assistant director of the FBI, said Sorry, this was an overreach of collecting evidence. They collected everything they could get. Hold up. Going through her, going through Melania's drawers. Was that insane when you saw that mystery mark? What did you say? This, you well, had it's to just, say, this it's is proof, insane. It's proof that this is a general warrant. This isn't a Fourth Amendment warrant. The war- whole purpose of the Fourth Amendment was, is to outlaw general warrants and to make it ne- uh, a necessity for you to have probable cause that a crime is being committed or was committed, and that this is evidence indispensable to ascertaining the criminality. In this instance, that 2071 uh, section that they say is one of the bases for their action, it does not apply to the President of the United States. 
You don't lodge documents with the President of the United States. He's not receiving them. The ones that are an issue here are documents that he used uh, in order to pursue his regular duties, executive duties, as President of the United States. They weren't filings. When it comes to the second statute, 793, 18 U.S.C. section 793, that's the Espionage Act section, and that concerns you know, misuse or removal of information related to the national defense. He's the commander-in-chief. He has the power to classify or declassify any document. He says he declassified all the documents. He said he had a standing order and they produced it, which declassified documents which he took to Mar-a-Lago. Every other president of the United States that has taken documents out of the White House has included documents which were classified. They never went after any of them. When when Obama left the White House, he had 33 million pages of material, including classified material in that uh, massive hall, and they didn't go after him. And furthermore, this is another specific intent crime. In order to prove this crime, you'd have to show that he actually packed the material. He knew what was in the boxes. He, he chose the document. Him. That was all done by aides. This is a routine right. process that they now have that they pursue with the uh, National Archives, they pack it up together and send, they send it to Mar-a-Lago. So they made mistakes. That's what they always do. And, and let, me, that, you know, let, me read the, let me read the Fourth Amendment. This is uh, basically says a man's home is its castle. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, house, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath of affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be selected. Now, that's the Fourth Amendment. They violated that in spades, didn't they? Yeah, and then the only other statute they cite is 18 U.S.C. Section 1519, and that concerns instances where correspondence records, for example, records are uh, removed or covered up to obstruct an ongoing investigation. Now, in this instance, he did everything but cover up the documents. He let him have access to the whole room. On June the 2nd, they were in there rifling through all the documents, and they said, could you please put a padlock on the door? We want to make sure it's secure. He did that. He He told them at the time, whatever you need, whatever you want to look at, you're welcome to it. And well, that, that was in June. Now, that's this no was cover so up. important, and they leaked stuff about nuclear, this, that, and the other, which wasn't true. And then this was so urgent that they do it, that they had the warrant. They had the warrant to go in, and that was at noon on Friday, and they didn't go in until Monday. Where's the yeah, urgency? yeah. The, the delay there, I mean, what we're really talking about is a delay of months, because right, they right. they knew, you know, when he took this information out of the White House and they started to formulate this cockamamie scheme, they had reason to believe that he had documents. And so that's when the National Archives began working with the Justice Department. So it's not really a matter of days, it's a matter of months. And they withheld action. So there's obviously no urgency here whatsoever. Furthermore, no, all they had to do is knock on the door and say, hey, we've missed a couple of documents. <laughs> I mean, the, the the Trump people said there's no limitation on what they could obtain or take back. They were willing to cooperate the whole thing. So the the biggest problem they have here is all the, the statutes, all the criminal statutes they're relying on require this specific intent for the president to commit criminality. 
And I would be shocked in the extreme if they have direct evidence sufficient to satisfy that requirement. As a consequence, if I were the judge sitting there and they came in with a request for a warrant, I would immediately say, not only are there privilege issues, not only is this an inherent power of the president to to classify and declassify, but you also are not giving me specific direct evidence of an admission by the president or a statement by the president to another that is indicative of this intent required to underlie each of these statutory provisions. Now, we don't know what's in the affidavits, and somebody could be lying about his intent. But it's it's undoubtedly uh, either hearsay or, on its face, I strongly suspect that there's insufficient material corroborating evidence in the form of contemporaneous documentation that would be necessary for me to overcome that presumption of the Fourth Amendment in favor of the protection of the integrity of your house against federal agents. And what he should have done is said, there's no uh, evidence of necessity. There's no evidence of urgent need. There is this privilege issue. Inform the president's counsel. I want to hear from them. If you don't want to do that, proceed by subpoena. You are getting documents. It's not like you weren't. And this is an unprecedented move. I'm not going to let you politicize the justice system. Sayonara. But that's not what he did. He became complicit in it. They ordered the president's counsel to stand down, stand away. They wouldn't even let them in or to watch what was going on or anything. Well, they told them to turn off their uh, uh, video recording devices so that they couldn't see what they were doing. You have an absolute right to know what they're doing. You can't obstruct them under the subpoena. The subpoena cannot be obstructed, but you can record it, and they said no. Incredible. Incredible. More when we get back with Constitutional Attorney Jonathan W. E. Moore. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. On the raid, I'm going to use the word raid because that's what it was. Not a word from former President Bush. Not a word from former President Carter. Not a word from former President Obama. And certainly not a word from former President Clinton. You would think they would speak up and say, this is just wrong. You don't do it to one of our own, one of the former presidents. I mean, this was, and none of them said a thing. That speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah, this is a situation where every American should recognize that their own Fourth Amendment rights are an issue, because if you can get away with doing what they did to the President of the United States, uh, former President of the United States, you can do it to anybody. 
And if you don't stand up and you're a person of, of uh, import in the nation, regardless of your party affiliation, and condemn it, then you are condoning it. Because right. we, we need to rise up against this. We need to have a very strong public reaction that says we will not stand for this. There's an ongoing uh, grand jury investigation, apparently, based upon these this hokum assertion of the three statutes, who knows what else, but those three they cited to the court were also tied to, by reference, to the grand jury proceeding. So if they're proceeding along that, you can indict anybody before a grand jury. They're just trying to use this as a political process to get an indictment over Donald Trump's head because they don't want him to be reelected to the, to the White House. It, the whole point of this smacks so plainly of political manipulation of justice that anybody who believes in the rule of law and the Constitution of the United States should be standing up and condemning it. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're looking at this situation, we've also had this week 80,000 new IRS agents added, armed, armed. And the, the amount of arms that they're buying for them is absolutely incredible. If this stands, those 80,000 agents could spew out and go into anybody's home and I think that this has been a positive for Donald Trump because for the first time, I look on Donald Trump and most Americans as a martyr. They're looking on him as a martyr, that he has stood up and that he is being uh, absolutely martyrized in, in what's going on. And I think that this uh, essentially meant that he is going to be the nominee, number one, uh, for the Republican Party, and it probably gave him the election. What do you think? Well, I think this whole thing, uh, they were extraordinarily naive on uh, the top floor of the Justice Department when they, came, <laughs> when they concocted this, because obviously they thought, we're going to go down there while he's not there, we're going to get in there, we're going to get a whole bunch of material, maybe it'll help us with the January 6th uh, committee hearings, maybe it'll help us find some evidence of intent, well, maybe that, we'll get some basis. Going nowhere. That January yeah. 6th is going nowhere. But, but what happened no. was, you know, they did this, and they did this with, my goodness, a whole army uh, descended upon that whole compound area. And how could they have possibly not realized that the public would react strongly to it? There are two theories operating out there that may have plausibility. One of them is that they, uh, you know, they were naive, uh, and the other one breaks breaks into two parts: that they knew it, what the reaction would be, they knew it would be a strong reaction, they'd get the publicity associated with it, and they might even provoke a uh, a set of riots or other serious reaction from the middle class in this country, and then all of a sudden we would see the law enforcement, federal, national guard, and everybody who did not descend upon the rioters on the far left, the Antifa and BLM, coming cracking the heads of uh, uh, grandma, grandpa, and, and uh, school teachers, and, and excuse me, and, and parents. And, and the point is that if that is not, uh, that's an extreme uh, statement, if that's not what it is, then it's the naivete, because, my goodness, did they think that everyone would just assume right off the bat, that what the FBI was doing was totally legit when the FBI and uh, the Justice Department spent their entire time from the very moment Donald Trump went down the gold escalator 
to, to his, the end of his presidency, trying to pin on him this false Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and numerous other uh, false bases for impeachment. The public's on to him. They are. We'll be right back. And also assure Donald Trump as presidency next time. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleep sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Mr. E. Mort, I think we're seeing the fallout of this raid in Wyoming, where Liz Cheney lost by 36%. I mean, people are wise to it. They are not going along with it. And I think you're also seeing that uh, Trump has a lot more support than people thought in uh, what's happening in the uh, run-ups. The people who voted uh, against him uh, in the uh, House, almost all of them lost their jobs or resigned. It, uh, there are only two who maintained their position but this has been an incredible election to watch and the power of uh, Donald J- John Trump and he is looking so much better right now because the people are behind him they know now this is the authoritarians in action isn't it it is about the best you can get out of this realistically speaking in my judgment is an indictment which is not not hard to get at all for a prosecutor to get an indictment from a grand jury so you'd have an indictment hanging over Donald Trump's head, and you'd have these idiots like Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi running around screaming that he's a criminal because there has been this indictment. And they would use that to try to thwart his reelection campaign. That's what I think this is about. But I, I, I think the American people are on to that as well. Uh, first of all, uh, the qualifications to be president of the United States are rather simple. You have to be born in this country. You have to be 35 years of age or older. Uh, there's nothing here that they're doing that could prevent him from being elected. Now, he could be impeached or and removed from office, but we know how that has gone twice before. And certainly on this flimsy evidence, I don't see anything happening with it. And I think there's going to be a majority of Republicans in the House, if not the Senate, uh, by the time uh, he runs. So I think there's going to just be no no use of this. But they're going to run it like they have the January 6th committee hearings, which is try to make a public spectacle. The problem with that is, as you're pointing out, uh, people are upset because this was a real violation of the Constitution, the Fourth Amendment, and a right. plain politicization of justice. And so it's fortifying the Republican support for Donald Trump and it's even causing independents who are justice-minded to flip over to Donald Trump. And it's causing fair-minded Democrats who've just about had enough, who are in the blue dog category or, or moderate, to say, to hell with the Democrat Party, I'm going Republican now. And 
when it comes to uh, the uh, remainder, I mean, they're about the percentage of popularity of, of uh, Joe Biden. I mean, you're looking at getting right down to the, the bare minimum in popularity. There's no way he could be reelected. He's not going to run for reelection unless he's a complete buffoon. He is a complete buffoon, but people around him are likely to tell him <laughs> it's time to, time to take that uh, warm milk and, and cookies and go to bed now, Joe. Because he's more, he's more popular than Kamala Harris. Which is hard to believe. She's well, even lower. Popular. Yeah, she she can't. Uh, she is not only incapable of of communicating in coherent sentences, but this this staccato and intermittent laughter that she produces in the most inappropriate circumstances is right. is you know people have had enough. They think that she's a blithering idiot, and I think that's probably well founded. But when it comes to uh, Donald Trump, he is a shrewd. Very, very uh, witty uh, and 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 powerful uh, person who, when you when you present to him a half cocked attempt at taking him down, he is very successful in shifting that around and crushing the opposition. And people, you know, I mean, it's not as if this is the first time in the rodeo, right? I mean, they've gone down this road of tempting with false information to impeach him twice, and they had this whole Russia hoax thing for which there was never any evidence, and all of the evidence showed the complicity of justice and FBI with the Clinton campaign to create the fake uh, Steele dossier and try to destroy him based on an absolute fraud. It was a, it was a coup d'etat. It was an attempt at a coup d'etat that failed, thank goodness. So this has to fail for the republic. I mean, it's not just Donald Trump, which is bad enough. I think any citizen of the United States should be protected against this kind of abuse. But we are actually talking about the future of the republic, because if they were to succeed in this endeavor, then we will irreparably alter the way in which power is wielded such that politicization of, of justice will be the norm and use of it, use of that abuse of political power against your enemies politically will also become the norm. We have to shut this down and we have to turn our direction at routing out of justice and FBI, the political appointees in mass and replacing them all and starting over again because they have proven the corruption runs deep and it runs to the top and it's got to be removed. And it also is the administrative state that they've established that you call the very definition of tyranny, where we've got loss of liberty, a loss of innovation, a loss of consumer choice, a loss a higher prices, a waste of time, money, and opportunity. This is all happening under the administrative state that they're trying to bring in stronger and stronger, more governmental controls. And this is, this is a sad, sad situation that this has come in. Every businessman knows that. And then they are just expanding it with this uh, this uh, huge bill that's passing in the middle of a recession. They're passing a huge spending bill. Mr. Emort, that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, the Inflation Reduction Act, falsely named, it's an inflation creation act. It's going to do the opposite, yeah. right. It's going to add to inflation. I mean, you can't spend $733 billion, or even if by their conservative estimates of what's going out the door now, $433 billion. 
you can't add that massive amount of money into the marketplace without having an inflationary effect. Add to no. that the increased taxes on oil and gas production uh, in this country, on crude oil and on gas, and you end up with a reduction in su- further reduction in supply and an increase in cost. Then you add to that the 15% minimum tax that they're imposing on corporate America through this thing. Right. And you're going to see another third, the, the, the tax foundation estimates another 30,000 people will lose their jobs because of that increase. And those costs will also be passed on to consumers and increased costs for goods. And so you've got this idiocy, I mean, flunking Econ 101 over and over and over again. But, <laughs> right. but let, me, let me tell you this. They're not stupid. They know what they're doing. They know they're destroying the American economy. They want that. They want a nation of dependence. This is furthering their power. This is enabling them to gain control over the marketplace. The big Green New Deal part of this bill is outrageous. Here we already have massive green spending from the federal government, which is making windmills and and solar panels the way of the future. Ha ha! You want intermittent power? You want power outages all the time? You want to have unreliable power? Well, go go down that route, just like Europe did. See how that works. Well, and where then, is it all made? All the all the wind ener- energy and all the solar is made where China and is that's made causing in China the and massive chaos. the ma- here you've got uh, uh, Hunter Biden. I mean, you've got a compromised president. Hunter Biden getting over four point eight million dollars from the Chinese. Uh, and uh, being compromised entirely. You've got that money pouring into accounts that are held both jointly by, by Hunter and his dad. His dad using right. part of that money for his mortgages. He thereby violated directly the Foreign Emoluments Clause of the Constitution. Direct violation. Talk about, they, they waved that around in front of Trump saying they were going to get him on it. There wasn't any evidence. Here they have ample evidence and they won't even have a special prosecutor. They, they've got appointed. Hunter Biden. They've also got Paul Pelosi going with uh, Nancy Pelosi. It's like these uh, the Pelosi's and the Bidens, they both are using their kids as bag men. And this uh, this bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, is another massive transfer of American wealth to China. Right. Because right. It this is this is just unbelievable that this president, everything he does, every single thing he does, damages this country, and and it's clear that he is a Manchurian candidate. For all intents and purposes, his actions speak louder than his words. He is betraying the United States on a daily basis. Anybody who looks at the border, how could you not say that this president is not betraying America, allowing crime to go skyrocketing, allowing drugs to pour into this country, allowing criminal gangs to come in with free will, and even human allowing terrorists. Human trafficking coming across, too. Yeah, incredible. No one here. who loved this country would ever stand for that for a quarter of a second. And Joe no. Biden has betrayed America. He deserves his low percentage. It needs to go a lot lower. He needs to get out of there, and we need to see the end of that administration. It won't be fast enough, obviously, in two years. But boy, oh boy, we have got to hang on. And then after that, if we do the right thing and put in the in a Republican instead of the wackos who've taken over the Democrat Party, then we're likely to see some very substantial changes. The, the, the upshot of this is, 
We are coming to rock bottom. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs over the next several right. years. Inflation is going to continue to take off, and a lot well, of people are starving. Look at the small businesses that are already gone, Mr. E. Mort. Now, we had 2 million, 2 million people come across the border just this uh, this year alone, over 2 million. I mean, this is a horrible situation. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, it, it, it's lawlessness writ large, and that's what they want. They obviously, you wouldn't do this while because you were hit in the head by a brick and you didn't understand your where you were. They're doing this intentionally because they want the results, which are right. to, which is total destruction of a free market, total lawlessness. Look, they're backing the Soros candidates for DA all over the country who won't prosecute criminals. They're they're in favor of sanctuary cities where they won't prosecute illegals coming in. This is lawlessness. This is the this is anarchy. This is the ruination of the United States, the rule of law and the constitution. And without the law without the law you have anarchy and uh situations all these companies, uh, 7-Elevens, uh, Walmarts, they're all pulling out of the cities. They're all being uh, emptying the places because they and, can't uh, do business. And how many, times, how many times do you have to be lied to by Joe Biden before you realize that every word coming out of his mouth is a lie? I mean, he to- uh, they told us, right. oh, this is going to reduce inflation. Oh, yeah, they, they really knew that was going to happen. Only they those, knew, those making less than 200000 you don't have They won't worry. be taxed. Right. No, there's, they're not going to be taxed. Then all the information, they, they rush it through before the Congressional uh, Budget Office has its review. They get uh, the whole thing signed, and then comes out the information. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, about 30% of the tax increase will fall on the people earning less than $200,000 a year. Oh, by the way, um, the provisions of the bill will have no effect on inflation. If anything, it's actually going to increase inflation. Oh, by the way... Um, you that this root bill is really not about inflation it's really about the green new deal and expanding green uh, energy and then they then they come out today with a couple of bones they say oh but we we're going to allow uh, more gas and oil production off the gulf coast we're allowing one uh, of the leases to be renewed by this act ah. Wow. Um, you know, thank you, thank you. That's going to really make a difference. And then the American Petroleum Institute came out and said, oh, that'll make absolutely no difference. It's going to have no not difference a, at not all. Not at all. Day one, day one, the Biden administration shut down the Keystone Pipeline. 830,000 barrels a day, 34,860,000 gallons of gasoline, 11,000 great paying jobs, gone. On day one, cost jobs in 11 states, Texas, New Mexico, Louisiana, Wyoming, Alaska. You keep going. Colorado, Michigan, North Dakota, Utah, Alabama, Montana. Now uh, they did that. Now we've got blackouts. Wind and solar is not dependable, not dependable at all. The wind and solar is all coming from China. Solar made in China, toxic material, rare earth minerals that you have to get from China. So it's always a payback to China. I mean, this was absolutely incredible. And then let me ask you a question on the COVID, the whole thing. There are more people with COVID right now. Now they're trying to rear up, uh, raise up monkeypox. They're going to have another another pandemic of some type happening by the next election, by the November, by this November, to shut people down so that they can uh, fix the election. They're going to try for that one more time. But 
to get the truth out. Now, you practice food and drug law, and you know a lot of different people in the FDA. You know a lot of different people elsewhere. When they take people like myself and Dr. Simone, won't allow us, I get notes from Twitter saying it doesn't fit with the consensus of the medical authorities. And uh, it also doesn't fit in with what the WHO says, which uh, thankfully Mr. Trump pulled us out of. Is there any recourse that we have, somebody like Dr. Samoa and myself, for being taken off Twitter and being demonetized there? Well, yes, and it's called the First Amendment to the Constitution, and here's how that works. We now have, with the Alex Berenson situation, we're beginning right. to see that there is direct communication from the White House, from White House aides to big tech companies uh, to induce those companies to function as agents for the administration in censoring speech that they find politically unacceptable. And that approach, of course, violates the, fourth, the First Amendment, Right. And uh, you could readily sue, as Alex Berenson is, suing uh, the administration imminently for a violation of his First Amendment rights. And that's what we ought to do. And this can be replicated over and over again because we know that the administration has been colluding with big tech on a whole host of issues to try to censor any dissent from the administration's message. Thank you, sir. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Mr. E. Morgan, you know Dr. Simone better than I do. And at early, he's put out a timeline on the uh, COVID. And this was in uh, January, uh, March of 2020, in that he directly related it right to Wuhan. He talked about Fauci providing them the funds. He also went into details of how we need to use ivermectin, how we need to use hydroxychloroquine. It will save lives. That was all disregarded. They let people die. They gave uh, hospitals a 30% bonus for having people with COVID in their hospitals. This has been politicized, and people have died because of it. You had uh, people like in New York taking people out of the nursing home, putting them into the uh, rather out of the hospital, putting them into the nursing home. So the whole nursing home became infected with COVID. This to me, I mean, it smacks of a population control. That's all you can say and just control when they've got people who are telling the truth, not allowed to be telling the truth. This is not America, Mr. E. Morg. No. And when you talk about Dr. Simone, I mean, what a brilliant scientist and diagnostician. Yes. And I mean, all around one of the, one of the most extraordinary 
physicians in in American history. He's just an absolute yes. treasure. And what he for done the whole with nation. cancer, what he done with? Yeah, I, I've referred to him so as great. cancer's worst enemy. I've referred to him as cancer's worst enemy. Right. And, and when it came to this whole COVID thing, he was on to it at the start. I mean, he Absolutely. was on to it at the beginning. He already had the goods on Fauci back then. They're 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 coming up to his information now. Uh, right. it's, it, they haven't even reached it yet, the full understanding of the degree no. of betrayal by Fauci and the enormous uh, loss of Bill, life that he, is, he should be Bill blamed made for. 200, made $200 billion in one month. Right. $200 billion the connections, in one month. The, the financial connections, the, the uh, medical science, all of that, Simone has very copiously right. documented from the start of this. And the and his prediction of what was going on based on the evidence then available has been borne out in spades over and over and over again. Uh, and you know, you see right now uh, we're 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 coming to the point where we understand that we were fed a bill of goods. We were lied to. I mean, even uh, Yale's lead epidemiologist uh, has determined that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are the best response given early to uh, COVID and that the vaccine has been largely a total failure. I mean, when it comes to uh, the vaccine, the best you can say about it is that for the original virus, it may have provided a degree of immune protection, but my goodness, what the what, what it has done in the human body, the number of adverse effects uh, and the the real what, what risks does, that spike proteins immune, pose, what, what does and, to the immune system and the spike proteins right. it produces, and then right. and then and those are long term consequences that Simone right. predicted and will be with us for generations, unfortunately. And here they have the the absolute horrific insistence on ensuring, for example, in California, that all kids are vaccinated, even though. The risks vastly exceed the potential benefits, and they don't, when they it comes don't have to, receptor sites, they can't well, get it. They don't when it have com- receptor sites. When it comes to when it comes to the risks, my goodness, I mean, we're finding out now with roughly eighty percent of the population already having one or other or more strain of COVID that natural immunity is, as Simone said, then a fulsome immunity covering all aspects of the virus, not just the spike proteins. And the vaccine itself was only addressed to the spike proteins in the original virus. And so what you end up with is less than fulsome immunity with the vaccine, great risks to your immune system, as well as a compromised situation for all organs that would be adversely affected by the spike proteins generated by the vaccine, and no long-term immune protection. Boosters now with maybe, at, at best, Four weeks of protection, right. and what they're going to—they're going to demand that the American population get vaccinated every month. I mean, vaccine fatigue is setting in. They're insisting people take the vaccine, even though they have had the COVID, which even the Israeli studies show you're twenty-eight percent better protected. Well, you, and they're look, firing got, people out got, of the military. You've got two great examples, and what is the probability of this? You have the president of the United States vaccinated originally, boosted twice. And boom, he gets COVID. Then you have his wife, vaccinated originally, boosted twice. Boom, she gets COVID. I mean, come on, right One there at the top example, of the Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, yeah, and he, and then not only that, 
he was part and parcel of the movement to allow the, the uh, uh, Paxlovid to only have one week of uh, administration. And so the rebound hit All him and, and uh, Biden. You can listen on your Thank favorite you, podcast Mr. app or no, local Zorro radio Terry. station. Get it, get it, get it. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Well, what a treat we have right now. A man who's known everybody, who has been at the forefront of conservative, bringing America back to reason, is A.J. Rice renowned public relations specialist, but much more than that, brand manager, auteur, media influencer. He is a media influencer. He was Laura Ingram's executive producer for four years, Monica Crowley's for two. He joined uh, Glenn Beck's team in the launch of the Blaze Radio Network. He's a columnist for over two dozen national media publications. He released his most anticipated book, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue virus destroys our culture it's a handbook for conservatives to defeat the woke ghouls uh pjmedia.com and uh uh public uh publis uh, pr.com it's all listed at truthexpressradio.com aj my goodness you began writing this book in 2008 you just now got it out it was right after the obama victory and uh, this is an incredible book. Uh, the intro, the entire book, all the way from opening to closing, it's 450 pages. But let me tell you, brother, I couldn't put it down. It's that good. Well, I appreciate it. And really, it's, it's an honor to be with you. It is. I'm going to do liberal quoting from it. And I'm going to quote the first one from uh, the forward. The misguided do-gooders are hip on all the fashionable buzzwords of today, white privilege, microaggressions, intersectionality, equity, inclusion, implicit bias, anti-racism, social justice. They can recite it to you by heart. 58 different gender options once listed by Facebook. What you do and don't know the difference between demisexual and pansexual hate crime. I mean, it goes on and on. They have changed the entire language. It's almost like reading 1984 and Orwell. It's right there. And you say the book in your hands is the most entertaining, comprehensive, and fun book you'll read about the Trump years, the beginning of the Biden regime, and definitive cultural treatise and policy book on all things Donald Trump. But it's more, much more than that. It really is, isn't it? Well, it is. And what you were reading from there is... Um... So the, the man who wrote the foreword to the book, he might have been on your show years ago. He wrote a book at the, at the beginning of the Obama regime called the Obama Zombies. So right. he wrote the foreword to our book called The Return of the Obama Zombies. Because the Woking Dead really are the second, third generation of the Obama Zombies. I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a shadow third term 
Uh, right. and we've all got Hussein in the membrane because he's really the puppeteer of Joe Biden. I call Joe Biden the American meat puppet because that's what he is. You know, he doesn't really have control of anything. Um, you know, he and, and Obama's pulling the strings. And if Obama says, you know, you're not running again, Michelle is, then that's what will happen. And, you know, I mean, look, we have been dealing with different levels of censorship for a long time. It's now cloaked in, you know, social justice, cultural Marxism. And that really is who the Woking Dead are. They're, these are the, the mindless drones that are trying to check our pronouns. They're screaming about white privilege, screaming about microaggressions. They're, they're riding bicycles when it's 90 degrees on the beltway with no right. helmet on, but with a, well, with a mask on their face, virtue signaling with a mask on their face. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, Erskine. I've got to be honest with you. There's a bike rider, 90 degrees. First of all, I don't know why they're out on the highway. They've got no helmet on, but they've got a face mask. They've got a, a COVID mask on. It's insanity. Now, the woke uh, plague has infected entertainment media. Uh, politics, the military, and sports. You cover all that. And you say, now, Joe Biden is chief of staff and puppet master. Guy you probably haven't heard of, Ron Klain, Kamala Harris, Dr. Dr. Right, Jill Biden. The media, the big tech, pushed to turn America into a woke nightmare every day, pushing corporate America, Disney, and others. Now, what you've got is these people are at this with a religious fervor, religious fervor, the feel-good politics of Obama zombies. This is exactly what's happening. This is a very, it is all by plan. It's not that Joe Biden's uh, got his dementia, which he does. Nobody can question that. But this is by plan and organization. This is the deliberate destruction of America, isn't it? Absolutely. And you were talking about how it's a, they have a religious fervor. You're absolutely correct. I mean, the reality here is, Authoritarianism and wokeism, look, cancel culture, for example, um, it can come in many forms. It can come from the radical left where they're trying to shut down comedians. They're trying to cancel, you know, radio shows or TV shows, get radio shows to lose advertisers. Or it can come in other forms. We saw it last week. It came in the form of radical Islam. If you think for one second the attack on Salman Rushdie isn't cancel culture, you've got another thing coming. It's the inevitable conclusion of cancel culture when they can no longer deplatform you or demonetize you or shadow ban you or, you know, kick you off of ways that you earn a living. They might just come for you physically. They might just. Because if you think about it, Erskine, they jumped on the stage with David Chappelle in right. Los Angeles, a man with a knife. They jumped on stage with Lee Zeldin a couple weeks ago, a man with a knife. And we've got this Islamic Rushdie. radical who wasn't even born when the Satanic Verses were written, a right. book criticizing Islam, by the way. And they, this kid stabbed Salman Rushdie. So, I mean, Salman Rushdie is by no means some kind of you know, right-winger. I mean, he's just a public intellectual, and that's what they're after. Just like when, 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 when Plato sought to remove all the artists from the Republic, okay? Anyone that it was, it was outside of whatever thinking he wanted, 
I mean, the reality is, and people forget that, it's a form of censorship, but it's now got a chilling effect. Let's put the Supreme Court justices' addresses out there. Huh, why should we do that? Is it so Salman Rushdie's guy can find them? I mean, we did have somebody that wanted to do it. Yeah, we did have somebody that wanted to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh, did we not? Absolutely. Now, you also talk about how far they've gotten. They've got into Hollywood. They've got into sports. They've gotten into uh, even comedy, even comedy. I mean, this oh, is just uh, comedy and Marxist world. This is just absolutely incredible what they've done. And you've got whole chapters on each one of those. This is a compendium. Your chapters are the American Meat Puppet, uh, uh, Charge of the Mega Brigade, Laboratories of Dysfunction, China Dress Rehearsal. I mean, the chapters are incredible. And when you're reading it, it isn't a dull book. That's the little thing I've got to stress to everyone. A.J. Rice's The Woking Dead is not dull. It's fun. It's an interesting read. But when you're reading it, you're going, this can't be. But then you think back, it is. It is. You're, when you were writing this, you didn't know where to stop because it keeps on going, didn't you? No, it's like I was like, uh, you know, a painter that, you know, I got somebody had to come take the canvas from them because they'll keep tweaking it. I mean, the reality uh, uh, is you could you could you could write a new chapter of this every day. I mean, you could. I just you could. I had a, I had a they, they don't morning. quit. No, they don't quit. I mean, they're after the they're after rosaries now. If you're a Catholic and you pray the rosary, you might be a secret white supremacist, you know, Nazi Klansman or something like this. I mean, it's insane, of course. But well, you know, you know that that uh, the roads, the interstate highways, are white supremacy. You know that uh, everything is white supremacy. This is Absolutely. so that people will look down here at each other, and they won't look at the elites who are re- ruling. I one hundred percent agree. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I, I said to people, they're going to come for General Lee and Traveler, and they take the statue down in Charlottesville. Fine. Then they'll move through all the Confederate generals, and they'll move through the Union generals. Then they'll go back in time and hit the Founding Fathers, hit Andrew Jackson along their way, hit Grant, hit Teddy Roosevelt, come into the 20th century, and start pulling down you know, their own people. I mean, in some ways, they are starting to pull down their own people. It's only a matter of time before they start hitting Kennedy and FDR and Truman. I mean, they're, they're coming. They're coming. And isn't it interesting? You attack churches. You attack I mean, Antifa attacked a church outside the White House when Trump was president. Now they're attacking the rosary. It reminds me of that famous video of the Taliban shooting RPGs at those Buddhist statues. It reminds me of what went on in Syria when ISIS basically leveled all those Chaldean churches. I mean, oh, is, yeah. I mean, is there a difference? No, no. Look, look at what they did in Iraq where they were uh, tearing up all of the uh, churches going back to the first or second century. Same thing. Correct. Yeah, and uh, they're doing it with statues, statues of everybody. They're tearing down statues. I think back of what the Jews did on the Holocaust. They said, lest we forget, we have to remember. You may not like all the statues, but they may be memories of things that you did wrong, things that you've done right. You can't obliterate history, and that's what they're trying to do is I mean, they're after rewrite it. They're, they're after Abraham Lincoln. They're after Winston Churchill. Look, and they've got supporters. I, you said it a minute ago. You've got the propaganda wing pushing wokeness out of the, the news media. You've got the foot soldiers with the teachers unions and the faculty lounge fascistas 
okay? You've got them on college campuses and academia. You got a bunch of kooks living behind their gated, you know, walls in Hollywood tweeting. They like this, they like that. They don't know what gender they are today, you know, giving their giving their letting their children choose their gender. I mean, it's just insanity. And then, of course, the Democratic Party. And basically, forget the Democratic Party. Most of government at this point has been infected by this. Big government has become the petri dish. Now that Biden, the reanimated corpse, is the president, I mean, all the military, the State Department, and the State Department was always liberal, but now they're kooks. And the thing that holds them together, Erskine, the cartilage, is big tech. Big tech, big tech is the decider. They decide who lives and dies, who's got a... Who's got free speech and who doesn't? Who gets deplatformed or shadow banned? It's, it's the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. They're the digital brown shirts, correct? Right. Now you also you start off Bernie Sanders and socialist base is is the awakened monster. It's not a Democratic Party anymore. It's a socialist party, and Biden's our first uh, Chinese president. China. Uh, bought the media worldwide with $1.3 billion, made Russia, not China, our biggest uh, threat, and China owns Joe. You said that very specifically. They own Joe, and he's being paid off through Hunter Biden. Biden, Hunter Biden is his bag man. He could have chosen a person with (laughs) a little more morality, but he chose his own son. And so he's being sacrificed, or he's making the money for the big guy. This, and when they're going after Trump and you're looking at how we've sold out to China, the Green New Deal to sell out to China, all the all the solar panels, all of the stuff is being made by China. It's all coming from there. They own all the rare earth minerals. We were energy independent until they took up this Green New Deal, right? Absolutely. And, you know, as far as China goes, I mean, their influence is bad. I mean, when, when we say we're going to vote with our wallet again, woke, you know, mob... In the media. We got a third uh, term of Obama. We'll be right back with A.J. Rice. The book is incredible. The Woking Dead. The, the Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? 87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Quoting from the book uh, by A.J. Rice, The Woking Dead, and I've got to quote this. Representative Gerald Nadler, Democrat of New York, provided the next view of Democratic obsession. That's after James Carville said they're losing their damn minds. Even Carville said that. He's a brilliant man. He's the one who says the economy's stupid. But uh, no sooner had Trump been uh, acquitted, found not guilty by the Senate, Nadler vowed to continue with subpoenas, committee hearings, and investigations. 
The investigations with oversight will continue, crowed Representative Marilyn Maloney right before she donned a threadbare Imperial Japanese Army uniform and followed her deranged Commander Nadler into the Philippine jungle. They're obsessed. Carvel's right. They're losing touch with reality. They've thrown everything possible at Trump from the deep state into a deeply disguised attempt to make him the first president ever forcibly, forcibly removed from office. He's only grown stronger, and that's making him even crazier. He has become a martyr, and that's really driving him nuts, isn't it? Absolutely. And the raid on Mar-a-Lago by the uh, secret police of the Democratic Party, the FBI, um, has only strengthened him. You know, they could have allowed him to just die on the vine, and uh, you know, and, and but they just can't resist. And they injected new life not only into him, but his supporters, his friends in the media, and the 75 million people that voted for him. Absolutely. Now, COVID, the pandemic, gave America a taste of authoritarianism like they've never had before. This is like Germany, uh, sanctuary cities, more to prove uh, the coronavirus. Coronavirus should end uh, the globalism, uh, 319-2020. Pennsylvania, California, when they completely shut down, should have been the end of globalism. But no, it wasn't. Coronavirus made people scared. And when people are scared, they lose their common sense. That's when we lost our common sense with coronavirus, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we did. Um, I mean, when I talk about the Vogue virus, uh, with the, the subtitle of the book, I'm talking about wokeism. But, you know, you got to right. understand, in order for the Vogue virus to really work, you've got to have, you know, a, a medical virus. So they bring the medical virus in. The medical virus, you know, locks us down. They want to inject stuff into us. They want to wrap stuff on our face. They're telling us we can't have weddings. We can't have March Madness. We can't have proms. We can't have baptisms. They took it all from us, kept us in our house. Then they started spoon-feeding us critical race theory, social justice nonsense. They got a gift when George Floyd was murdered. They got a gift because we were locked down, and then they got to slow pump BLM down our throats. All of a sudden, the virus was gone for those people. And the rest of us that actually don't, don't have time to protest, we're trying to earn a living, we've got to sit there and watch this and watch the hypocrisy. So it was a, you know, a total you know, mind F that they did to us. It was, it was ridiculous. And that's what they did, man. They... <laughs> They got us with the medical virus. They captured us. They put us through these dress rehearsals of authoritarianism. They hit us with wokeism to try to change our thinking, our pronouns, our language, destroy free speech, censor us. And now is part three. It's act three. Act three is breaking us financially. So let's ramrod a bunch of garbage through that's not going to fix inflation. We like inflation. We like open borders. That's what they're saying privately. Right. They, they, they are charging regular families $400 more a month. That's $6,000 a year. These people are pissed. You took their fun. You took their freedom. And now you're taking their money. Right. Right. It's a stealth tax on anybody who saved any money. 
it's a horrible situation. But what you've got, the Great Awakening, that's my favorite uh, area. AOC, green uh, outside, red on the inside. She's a watermelon. Now, I love this. When trafficking, we'll talk about it when we get back about AOC and how she and what she's done and much more. This book has it all in it. AJ, I love the book. I love it. No, no two ways around. It's the best. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. The Great New Deal is being used to shut down capitalism, to shut down the world. When trafficking in reality, once you admit the worst, everything is more fun all around. So with that said, we must recognize that the Green New Deal isn't new, just renamed. Where did it start? This is where AJ's brilliance comes through. When the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, the last General Secretary, Mikhail Gorbachev, founded the Green Cross. Its objective was to keep socialism alive under the guise of environmentalism. Gorby was one of the first watermelons, green on the outside, red on the inside. Watermelons used pretended concern for Mother Nature to mask their Mother Russia contempt for capitalism. This is where we all got it all started. You went right back to the start of it. Communists start from the last general secretary, Mikhail Gorbachev, and every communist state, of course, it's gone under. But this is exactly where it started, wasn't it? I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where it's coming from. I mean, they... That one chapter's just, worth the whole book, AJ. You really just nailed it. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, that these radical environmentalists, this is just, you know, social, you know, radical Marxism in new clothing. You know, it's a way to capture wealth, right? And to punish success. And that's their right. M.O. I mean, it's always been their M.O. So, you know, they'll, they'll be, in the future, there'll be some other iteration of this, but their goals are always the same. It's to destroy the middle class, lift the elite up into the heavens, and keep everyone in poverty and reliant on the, go- on the government. Absolutely. Now, under this, you also talk about 13% of PBS uh, promote uh, the national media. Uh, black national anthem, dividing America, altered states, how free market can make uh, Christian um, clothing a success. I mean, that was an interesting article, too. That was about a company that uh, came out with Christian clothing company and very successful. You talk about uh, uh, porn for the kids. That's what they're putting out with a lot of the things that are being taught. And a chapter I found very interesting 
Mussolini, Mussolini champion of cancel culture. He, he canceled culture. He killed people. That's how they were canceled well, that's, out. Well, that's just it, right? That's what happened to Rusty. Look, cancel culture is authoritarianism in all its form. I don't care right. whether you're Castro, if you're Ho Chi Minh, if you're Stalin, or if you're Rachel Maddow. It doesn't matter. They're all after the same thing. The wokes are traitors to freedom of speech, thought, association. They're killing our country and stifling our culture. Digital rack, uh, racker that acts like the mafia. Think about it. They use some of the pretext to target you or your company or your favorite football team, demonstrate the threat on the flurry of tweets like a mobster showing you the gun under the coat or the henchman with the baseball bat staying outside the door. Then they say, nice brand you got there. Be a shame if something happened to it. And the threat's coming faster and faster and vile with each passing second. Then they watch for your reaction. The woke cancel culture must be unmasked, resisted, canceled, and shut down. They're intolerant, angry bigots who hate everything that made America the best place to live. They can't be allowed to steal the future and trashing the past. That's what they're doing. That's does it have a uh, does cancel culture have an expiration date? That was the best I have ever read. I mean, they're redacting Columbus, the fighting Irish, seat fighting. All of this is happening because we are woke. This is cannot be allowed to stand. We are not woke, but most Americans need to be awakened, not awoke. They need to be awake. Well, look, I think they are. I think, um, you know, what went on in Virginia with Yunkin, the core issues there were some of the things I'm talking about. I mean, it was the trans nonsense and, you know, Steve going into little girls' bathrooms. Um, combined with the 1619 creeping into the curriculum and a lot of the critical race theory, you know, being injected into the curriculum. And look, run of the mill, look, you and I do this for a living. You have a very yeah. informed audience. But the people that we can't get to, I mean, these, these are people working their asses off. And they come home, and they open up the textbook, or, you know, one thing that did backfire is they sent all these parents home from work because of COVID, and they could actually pay attention to the garbage that the teachers unions were spoon feeding their children. And then they went nuts. Their head exploded. You know, I mean, they, right. they made, I gotta be honest with you. CRT made more right wingers out of people that had never voted Republican in their life. That's it what did. they did. It happened in Virginia. It swung it did, 10 yes. points. Now, the yes. electorate swung 10 points in Virginia from Biden to Yunkin. Well, look at what look at what just happened with Elizabeth Cheney. Liz Cheney, she lost by thirty six percent, thirty six percent loss, because people are awakening. They looked at look, this. The they January said, "No, no, it's me. not fair what you're doing, Elizabeth. We we like Trump. It isn't that we care so much about the Republican Party, but we want to make America great again." Well, look, the January sixth committee is eerily uh, similar to. The House Un-American Affairs Committee that was run oh, yeah. to try to, yeah, to basically try to figure out who was a communist and who wasn't. Now, did they hit the mark sometimes? Sure, they did, but they drug in every single liberal, you know, writer and actor. I mean, Gary Cooper went in. I mean, it was all kinds. Reagan went in. All kinds of people went in. That John Wayne, plenty of people went in, right? And they, you know, and and 
look, it was it was a bit of a witch hunt. And what's amazing, though, is that they're instituting it now in reverse. It's now the left with a few, you know, stooges like Kinzinger and, and Cheney that are basically hunting down dissidents. They're hunting down people that have a different point of view. They're pretending that they're saving the, the republic, but they basically built a gitmo on the Potomac where right. all the protesters from January 6th are being held like they're 9-11 terrorists uh, in Cuba at Guantanamo Bay. Outrageous. What, what did they do with the terrorists in Portland and Seattle? They, they raised money to get them free, didn't they? They sure did. And, the and they really president. did have an insurrection when they're standing there CNN and the flames are behind them and they said it's a mostly peaceful demonstration. AJ, didn't that say it all? It did. And, they're, you know, they're burning churches, they're burning police uh, precincts down and they're being commended by the by the kooks in the media. It's unbelievable. Now, you talk about the cruel joke of Hollywood's uh, sanctimony is seen in the reaction to Joker. Hollywood loves four things, sex, guns, crazy, and money. Quentin Tarantino's made a career of amping up all four brilliantly in his movies. Have you seen John Wick, one through three? Of course we have. The entire entertainment industry feeds off of them. As saying goes, if it bleeds, it leads. Now, but they criticize violence, men, independent thinking, sexualize everything, including children. I mean, talk about your your absolute hypocrisy, no place is steeped in hypocrisy any more than Harvey Weinstein and uh, all of Hollywood. The hypocrisy is just oozing out of their their souls. Yeah, they make billions off of movies filled with guns, and then they want to come into your house and take yours. I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, these people are frauds. They, you know, they, they pretend to be someone else for a living. Um, so they have to over emote when they're not in their pretend world. And the problem is they're not that bright and they go on social media wherever they go and they sound like total imbeciles. Really? Absolutely. Look at what they've done to comedy. I saw this in Canada about 10 years ago, where if you said anything, uh, any gay jokes, even jokes that did not, not really particularly hurt anybody, uh, you were banned and fined. Well, right now, we've got the same thing happening here. Hank Azario, voice of uh, Apu, remember on The Simpsons at the Quickie Mart? They canceled him. Dave Chappelle, Netflix special, uh, Six and Stone show. It would break your bones, but words will never hurt me. That was his uh, show. Uh, he did something to be offensive to everyone. So what? So what? Grow a pair. No, I mean, Get look, up there. You know, if you can't laugh at yourself, you got a problem. I mean, this is just absolutely incredible what's going on. You had another title. I loved it. Monochromatic late night humor. Used to be funny. Used to have people like Steve Allen and Carson and Jay Leno. I remember talking. I did one of the last interviews with Steve Allen. I said, what's your great uh, regret? He said, "Uh, I thought Bill Maher would be funny. I thought I'd like him, but he he isn't funny. He said, this is a shame what happened with him. Well, Bill's coming around now a little bit. Yeah, Bill is coming uh, around, especially as it relates to the wokeism. I mean, he is fighting back against it. And we need more left-wing guys like that to be free speech absolutists. 
Yeah, you'd say, why Why aren't more comedians making fun of AOC? She's a perfect to be made fun of. She thinks she's so hot that everybody wants to have her and all that. I mean, she is an absolute hoot. If you look at her, she's a comedy waiting to be uh, uh, lampooned, but nobody's making fun of her. You don't see Stephen Colbert. I mean, his show got so nasty. Nobody... Nobody except left-wing hacks could watch it. I mean, it was just terrible. No, look, and look, they're all they're all Gen X white guys. I mean, the point I'm making is, other than Trevor Noah, they're all coming from the same sort of background, and, you know, they're trying to lecture us about diversity and multiculturalism, you know? I oh. mean, maybe the band is black, and that in and of itself probably should be a trigger point for the left. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, none of, you know... Every one of these hosts is a, is, is, a, is a dopey liberal white guy. So, you know, spare me, the ind, you know, the indignant responses. You know, take a hike. As far as comedy in general, though, I mean, we are going through the Nuremberg trials of comedy right now. And any we are. Libertarian we are. philosopher, any libertarian philosopher will tell you, Penn Jillette told me this, he'll tell you, the second the comedians are scared, you, authoritarianism is present. It's present. One of the reasons I chose to write the book was, was, and it's in the book, it was when I started looking into, I read this story about these underground clubs in Venezuela under right. Chavez and Maduro, where they were comedy clubs, kind of like speakeasies, where people were hiding out and listening to comedians make fun of their leaders, which you're not allowed to do there. And that was the impetus for searching for comedy in the Marxist world is because we're kind of there, here. This isn't Venezuela. These, I mean, the, the secret police would show up and bust these clubs up, like, like a speakeasy in Atlantic City in 1930, right? So, I mean, it's just crazy, um, but it's here. The, the, the idea that that type of authoritarianism isn't here, it is here. And it's, 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 it's got to stop. I mean, they, they stopped Kevin Hart. They, they threw Imus off the air. You know, Bill Maher's been canceled. Roseanne's been canceled. Uh, Louis C.K.'s been canceled. Uh, uh, Tim Allen was replaced in the Toy Story Buzz Lightyear movie. I mean, it, it, I could, the list goes on and on. It's just crazy. I was in Vegas uh, watching, uh, uh, what's his name, Penn and Teller. And Penn Jillette did a trick where he rolled dice and did a Bible verse, and it was basically making fun of uh, Christians. I was sitting next to one of the execs. And I said, what would happen if uh, he was making fun of the Torah? Oh, well, he wouldn't be allowed. I said, since you don't make fun of a person's religion. I mean, there are a lot of things you can laugh about, but not, not someone's religion. But, you know, uh, the thing yeah, is, there are things that, that we can laugh about and we can make jokes about. You can make jokes about Christianity and preachers and that type of stuff, but you can't make jokes about other things. I mean, uh, if you say something anti-Muslim, oh, no, you can't. But Christians have become the butt of jokes. Well, here's the thing, though, and Bill Maher says this, right? He says he can make fun of Christians all day long, and they're not going to try to come cancel me and strangle me with a rosary. But if I make fun of Islam, all hell breaks loose, and I can't go to you know, Berkeley or, or Stanford and give a speech. I mean, that's the double standard, and it, it, it harkens back to something Lenny Bruce used to say, that you can make fun of God as long as you make fun of the right God. Like, if you pick on the wrong God— <laughs> I love it. I love it. You'll get canceled. If you pick on the Allah God, you're done. If you pick on the Karl Marx God, you're done. If you pick on the Obama God, you're done. 
But if you choose to, to rip Christians, Jews, or capitalism, you get applauded. Wokeism and the Woking Dead. When I got finished with the book, I realized that wokeism is not just an ideology. It's a religion to these people. Absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's, they're fanatics, um, just like the, the environmentalists. I mean, they're, they're fanatics. Right. They are, I mean, and it comes in a couple different forms. Um, I mean, the Me Too movement and the excesses there is, you know, I mean, that in and of itself has destroyed people. Were there, you know, people out there in, you know, that were creeps like a Matt Lauer or Harvey Weinstein or whoever it is? Yeah. The funny thing is they were all protected by the Democratic Party for a very long time. Right. Right. So it is a religion. They are fanatical. Like I said earlier about Salman Rushdie, you know, there's there's the, the inevitability that somebody's going to get hurt from cancel culture is upon us. I mean, look, Will Smith jumped up at right. the Oscars and slapped a black Chris comedian Rock, in the face right. Right. for telling a G.I. Jane joke. I mean, the Will Smith, Chris Rock debacle was cancel culture. Right. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. This is over 400 pages, The Woking Dead, but it reads so entertainingly. It has so much insight that you're not going to put it down. It is a great book. I would suggest buying two copies because you'll give one to a friend. I guarantee you, you'll give one to a friend. But my favorite chapter in the entire book, not that you're asking, AJ, but my favorite chapter is the one about uh, Joan Rivers uh, because I knew her. And uh, I thought this was uh, incredible. WWJRD, what would Joan Rivers do? And what would Joan Rivers do now? She'd find a way to make us laugh, no matter what, no matter who was offended. She wouldn't have it any other way. Twitter would ban her. She'd turn that into a joke. And she would be utterly appalled by the cowardice and tyranny of the keyboard warriors who hunt people down and cancel them. And the big tech oligarchs and anti-freedom leftists and Democrats who make cancel culture popular. The other person that I could think, I wonder what George Carlin would be saying right now, don't you? Yeah, well, look, um, Carlin warned us 
about this. I think he was talking to Opie and Anthony, and uh, Jimmy Norton reminded me of this recently, the comedian. that He said, and it was like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, he said, when fascism comes, and it comes for comedy, it's not going to come from the right. The right will get offended, and, you know, and, and Carlin used to right. make fun of religion all the time. Um, but it's going to come from the left. Carlin said that, and he was a man of the left. So Bill Maher kind of sounds like that now. Bill Maher knows, you know, the Jesuits are coming to his house. But are the mullahs of Iran coming to his house? Maybe. They might be. As far as Joan goes, I mean, Joan is one of my, you know, favorite human beings that have, that, that have lived in my lifetime. I mean, she is one of those people like Rush Limbaugh um, and Andrew Breitbart. And there's some others that if she was around, she was pro-Israel. She was pro-America. She loved making money. She was fearless. She did not, you know, censor herself for anyone. She loved right. the president. She, she won Celebrity Apprentice. So if she were here seeing men pretending to be women and women pretending to be men and men. Right, to to right. She would have a ball with that. She would be She'd going nuts on the, Me Too, on the Me Too movement. Can you imagine? No. She'd be going crazy. The thing you know I liked about like Joan Rivers, she, she could just think funny. She was such a wonderful person. I really enjoyed you knowing know, her. You know what Phyllis Diller and Joan Rivers had to endure going into those comedy clubs? People don't oh, yeah. have a clue. If you think you're being sexually harassed because someone said you look nice today, try asking those two women, and there's others, what it was like. They're hanging out with Sinatra and Rickles till 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning. <laughs> hey, you have to have a pretty thick skin, especially to be a female comedian back then. Uh, was a very, very tough thing because they, they didn't exist before that, did they? Not really. No. No, just like Mama Mabley, a few other people, not many. Tony Fields, you know, a few there, of there, them, was, but was, I mean, not much. I mean, Joan is basically Jackie Robinson. I mean, she's the original. Yes, she and, was. you know, some people couldn't handle it. You know, she would bring the heat to people like Cher. When she was doing those red carpets of those award shows, and she would just rip these people to their faces or some stupid outfit they're wearing. Right, I mean, right. This is how we used to police society. Okay, we didn't. She was. She was. Cookie. She was kind of a female version of Don Rickles because she would say anything to anybody. Sure, sure. But but here's the thing, though. We've allowed alternative lifestyles to become really mainstream, and 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 right. something has something has left our society. You know what it is? Shame, shame. We have no shame. Because we're not allowed to tell someone they look like an idiot because that's, quote, bullying. It's not bullying. Let me tell you something. The greatest coaches I ever had kicked my ass. They probably didn't oh, yeah. do it enough. I played they, they made They made you go beyond where you thought you were capable Correct. of doing. Correct. Listen to me. Coach K was a player, a player at West Point for Bobby Knight. Think about these two men for a second. That's where you need to be. Today, all these 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 athletes today, they're just a bunch of crybabies. Everybody hated Bobby ago, Knight till they graduated. Then they loved him. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, 
I always try to be the Bobby Knight of uh, public relations. Uh, sometimes that gets me in trouble, but... <laughs> but the but book today, is called you know, The Woking the Dead. Get athletes, a copy of it. Really are. They're soft. They're soft. AJ, thank you for being on. The book is called The Woking Dead by the great AJ Rice. Thank you, my friend. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operating five years running where your IRA or 401k call 800-356-4470 today.